What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Crown Cinema Podcast. In this episode, we are about to watch Casino. Afterwards, we'll come back in here to shoot the shit and talk about it. So grab some popcorn, maybe a drink or two, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We just watched Casino. Casino. I thought it was really good. I loved it. That was a great movie. That was a good movie. First time watching, your first time watching too. Yeah. It was solid. If I had to give a review, I think it, I'll talk about it later, but I think the female in the movie, who is the most probably despicable character ever in a movie, no redeeming qualities whatsoever, besides her attraction, I think there were some really cool deeper lang- like layerings about her character. I think there's like a deeper message with her character that I noticed. Mm-hmm. I think that was really well told. I think Robert De Niro's character is badass. I think all the characters are badass. Despite it being three hours, it didn't drag on at all. I felt like I was attentive the whole time, and it was never really dragged. It's a very well-told story. There's yeah. no lulls. So if I had to give it a rating, I'd give it a... I'm going to go 8.2. Respect. All right, what you got? Respect. Three-hour movie, like you said, but... Uh, I feel like this is just, of course, one of Scorsese's best. Um, it's very well told. I like the characters, the development of all of them. I like that it's told pretty much from Ace and Nikki's sides. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like I. I thought that was an interesting way of like going about it. Like they're narrating it, both of them, to where it's kind of like they're arguing with each other. You're right. Yeah, and I thought that was just that. That was a funny way of doing it, but a really cool way of uh, executing that. Um. Yeah, but you know what? What do they have in common? They let a girl fuck everything up, <laughs> and uh, uh, but you know that's uh, that's how it can go. You get so obsessed with the the money, the power, everything, and then at the end of the day, you just want the girl that looks the best around you, even if she's coming with a loser pimp of a low Ugh. boyfriend, or whatever. Like it's just a bad deal. What was the name? Lester Diamond? Lester, thank you. What a fucking porn star name. Exactly. And uh but it's a great movie. Um yeah, I'll give it a give it an eight point eight. I really like oh, this movie. Holy shit. Yeah, nice. I really like this. Hell yeah. It was really good. Cool. Scott, what you got? I'll give it a nine. Yeah. Love the story. Love the cinematography. Boom. <laughs> Period. Thank you, Scott. Um yeah, it's cool how it's told from De Niro and Nikki's perspective both because it's kind of like De Niro, it shows the different ways of going about running the old school Las Vegas. Nikki's a straight up just mob boss, does everything by force. He would yeah. just force his will upon which, everybody. Which I, I think I'll kind of disagree. I think Nikki is actually the more old school approach just as far as like the gangster, which is... That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm I, saying, thought, I thought you said Ace had the more old school. No, no, no. De Niro, I'm saying Ace... Ace and Nikki both went about the old school, old school Las Vegas. I'm talking about just old school as in like the old way of Las Vegas. Because the end of the movie wraps up like how Las Vegas is now versus mm-hmm. how it used to be run by the mob back right. then. Yeah, but so I, I was saying Nikki yeah. is using that fucking just gangster mentality, brute force on everything. Yeah. Gets whatever he wants no matter what if the cost. He, if he wins off the book, he gets his money. If he loses, <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't pay the Greatest book. Greatest strategy of all time. Uh, yeah. If you can get away with it, because he's a made man, so it's like, all right, he's untouchable. I think it's just really cool to see that Ace, once he got in the business and saw how successful it was off the off the bat, he could just tell, like, oh shit, like Vegas is like the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is going to be 
a legitimate business. Sure, it might get shady behind some closed doors. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, we're not uh, we're not ripping people off like yeah. in broad day. Like like right. we can't be shooting people in the back of the head. I mean, sure you can go bury some bodies out in the desert, but that's just I mean they're cracking down on it. Yeah. Like this is going to be a very big place, very big place where people from all around the world are going to come and it's going to be legitimate. You got to take care of these people. Yeah. There can be no shady stuff going on. Yeah. Ace and recognizes Nikki, that. Yeah. Mm. Nikki's like, no, we can bleed this place dry yeah. and make some serious coin off of it and run it forever. And Ace is like, no. Like, look at how much money is being brought in. FBI is not going to let anybody get away with that. Mm-hmm. The government's not going to let anybody get away with this. If it's shady. Yep. yep. And as we see through the progress of the movie, that's exactly what happens. That's why Ace is so annoyed. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping the gun here. But, like, A, I feel so bad for Ace because he really just wants to play by the rules. He's good at playing it yeah, by the he, rules. Yeah, he likes his reputation. He likes being the man. He yeah, likes but having his like, casino be tip-top perfect shape. Yeah, but he's, like, doing it, like, the right way. Like, this is – he yeah. understands that, like, if he – he's still pretty much, like – on ground zero as far as Vegas goes. Like, people are still wanting to see who can, like, lead the biggest casino now that Vegas is starting to really blow up, you know, Mm because it's still pretty fresh. Like, and he's like, wait, I can do this. I don't need, I don't need the mob or, like, the people from back home to, like, help me. Like, I can do this. And Nikki's like, well, I mean, who cares? Like, I can make all the money. But because Nikki and Ace are connected, it gets... Ace in trouble with the government. Yep. Who are, you know, they're trying to knock down, like they're trying to lock down, mm-hmm. not having all this gangster stuff going on. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't have these criminals making all this money. Yeah. I mean, insane amounts of money. Yeah. And so Ace is just, you know, he was so mad from the beginning. He was like, you know, Nikki, you know, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. Because he uses his gangster mentality and he has a controlled level of using his mob ties and being rough with people it's only whenever they're out like when he feels like they're screwing the casino over or maybe they're beating the casino that's when he comes in to hammer them down and break their fingers with their you know but i get i feel like that would probably be how it's done today i don't know maybe i haven't really heard any stories honestly i mean if you actually go to a casino and try to scam them out of like i don't know probably like thousands i don't know I think they. I feel I mean, like you definitely get banned. You get can a, get banned from casinos. Get, they might get a little rough with you, take you to a back room, <laughs> rough you up a little bit. Yeah, I've never heard any. St- I feel like we'd heard, have heard stories. I don't think we know anybody with the balls to try and do that. No, but like YouTube videos, maybe some interviews, like you know, whatever in the MGM Grand, beat my ass in the back yeah. after I won Texas Hold'em. <laughs> There's no stories like that, really. So. Maybe. Maybe not, but I mean, like people like Dana White got kicked out. Like I think, at the, I think it's the Palms. He used to host the UFC there, and because he won so much money all the time playing cards, they banned him from the casino. Hmm. And he was like, "Well, fuck you! I'm not hosting the UFC here." And then he moved it wherever it's at now. Yeah, but yeah, Ace is doing it controlled. He's trying to keep keep it legal, but again, Nikki's that other opposite side of the old school way Las Vegas would run where it's just the dirtiness and that dirtiness. I mean, even though Ace is trying to do it good when they cut to some violent scenes, they are violent. Yeah. I mean, every single scene it cut to whenever it was 
them beating up on some guy at the casino, it was like, oh, like every single time. Uh, they they turn it up a notch. Hammered the fingers, busting the guy's face through the door when yeah. they had kicked him out. Yeah, it got brutal. I thought, yeah, I mean, because this is, I mean, there are definitely like some gruesome scenes, like, you know, kind of showing like how messed up. Because I feel like that's always a, a common theme with people that watch like uh, these mob movies. Mm-hmm. Especially with how Scorsese like portrays them, you kind of just find yourself like kind of in the groove with these guys as if you're in the group and then you totally forget like how fucked up things <laughs> right? really are like behind closed doors. Yeah. And so they show you like how evil these guys can be. Yeah. You know, how psychotic they are. Like, so they finally get this Irishman who just comes out of nowhere and is wanting to like cause trouble and you know, I, I don't really understand like what he was trying to do. Yeah, it's a guess, long movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I, was like two hours ago. Yeah, it's but uh, I think pretty much he thought he could just come to Vegas and just start like fucking beating people up and thinking that that Talk would Nikki. No, no, the Irishman that they like torture for two days. Oh right, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just quick. He thinks that he can come bully some bookies that are already under Nikki's control. Right. So then they get him, and they say that they torture him for two days. They beat the shit out of him. At one point, they even stick ice picks up the no-no, no. and he still yeah. doesn't talk. And then they put him in, uh, what's that called? Vice. It's called a vice? Yeah, and they just start squeezing it, and you literally see the eye kind of pop out, and you're like, oh. Dude, can you imagine that? No, my, eye, oh, my eyes like started watering. I was like, okay, all right, yeah. But it just goes to show, these guys are very bad. Yeah, that's what Scorsese always, does. You always forget, like through the conversations, through the whiskey and the cigarettes, and like the kind of harmless beatdowns that they yeah, right. like put on. Like, no, these guys will stick an ice pick up your balls. <laughs> yeah, they'll fucking yeah. <laughs> but that's what Scorsese does so well. I think is he will tempt you with the criminal lifestyle and then mm-hmm. show you like it's actually brutal it's actually not yeah. as cool as it looks you actually you mess up once and I mean somebody's sticking something up your ass yeah that's what's so cool about Goodfellas it starts off so cool and then it just develops into this just torturous lifestyle with the main character similar here you know it starts off pretty badass but she comes in and just ruins his life yeah so what I was gonna say about her if we're gonna get deep and look at the theme of the movie okay I think she almost rep- the movie's called Casino. She represents the casinos, like gambling. She's like a gambling addiction. Everybody, we all there's no redeeming qualities about her. So like if you had some if you had somebody that has a gambling addiction that keeps going to casinos and losing all their money, she's very money focused, losing all of her mo- losing all of your money. Everybody on the outside is like, "What are you fucking doing? Stop going to the casino. You keep losing all your money." As you watch the movie, you see her and you're like, what are you doing? Why do you keep going back to her? She fucking fucks you over every time, but she tricks him. And she, she only tricks him really in his mind. Like we don't actually see how she seduced him again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a resemblance of a casino of how it, you know, she seduces you in the casino's bright lights. You have the chance of lucking out winning big. You even know that the casino's house, or the, the I mean, the house has the edge when almost, I think every single game in the casino he married her knowing she didn't love him. Yeah. No, it's so like the most cut. it's the most annoying part about Ace. He's like this smart, observant guy. It's like, damn it, dude, like how did you not 
start looking before 43 because he's 43. Yep. He makes it very well known that he just wants a wife and it's going to make him look better to the public. I understand that he's doing that, but like, come on. She's a hooker. That's and it, he though. even says, he's like, you know, once you marry a hooker, you, you're always going to be a hooker or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's just end. like, damn it. Like, that was the one thing. Honestly, the Nikki thing, I don't think he could have helped that. Nikki was going to make him get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, she's a temptress. But, but she's bad for his image still. Yeah. And it's just so annoying. Like, he's so smart. He can, like, see things before they happen, like, moves away. And yet, he marries her. Yeah, he's really, really attentive to details when it comes to his image, the way he looks, the way the casino looks, the way the casino operates. And he's big on trust. So why does he trust her? So why does he trust her? Because it's his relationship he's not he's good just, at. He's ready to settle down. That's just, his one flaw is his relationships. Like yeah. Nikki, obviously, he shouldn't really be working with Nikki because he knows Nikki's going to crumble his empire because Nikki's brutal. He's not doing stuff by the book. He keeps fucking up still. Like he's doing gangster stuff when they have heat on them. Yeah. But Ace, he's not good at his relationships. Yeah. Which and sucks because he thinks that he can pretty much get control of anything, which I guess you would feel that kind of empowerment if you were known as like the best gambler, like people coming to you because you know like how to see, I mean, like a crazy football game that they're talking about. Yeah. And he's got Oklahoma like minus six or seven or whatever it is. And like Oklahoma is not even supposed to win. And yeah. All this. And they're like, how did you know? And like, so he thinks, okay, because I could see that and make people successful off of that, I can take a girl who maybe some people are like, oh, you know, she's not a good one. Like, you know, she's pulling like 48 hours, no sleep, hanging out with different guys, just getting money from them. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to be able to change her. And he's thinking, no, 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 I see what she could be. Yeah, he sees like that hustle in her. Like he sees like a horse race. Yeah. You know? But he's that's betting. just not how that works. Yeah, he's betting on her because she's giving him all the signs in the beginning that she, yeah, you know, she's obviously a psychopathic girl who yeah. literally would just lie yeah. about everything to make her look a certain way. Yeah, despite her being frantic and whatever. So it's, I think she really kind of represents what a casino is. I I agree with that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, it's just uh, so annoying to watch. It is so annoying to watch because everything else, it just seems like he's gonna get control of it. Like he's kind of one step ahead of it even when he is down even when the government doesn't give him his hearing he gets on television and is like challenging challenging the people to debates they're not coming on so people are asking questions he kind of gets his leverage back like he's not you know the city won't get rid of him yet because he becomes like the spokesperson for it pretty much yeah and so i thought that was really cool because you know I, i'd imagine like for his character like he's so good behind the scenes that when he makes the jump to television I mean that's got to be pretty hard but he's like no this is the best calculated decision for me to stay in the city yeah if he takes some job in the back of the casino I mean they can easily push him out yeah but I don't know though because I honestly think it's his need to be the man that has his downfall because he <laughs> whenever they're interviewing him but for the newspaper they ask Ace, are you the boss of this casino? He's like, oh, no, no, it's not me. It's the other guy. It's like, yeah, but, you know, who's running it when you're here? He's like, well, I guess you could kind of say, you know, when he's not here, I am the boss. 
Yeah, I am the boss. <laughs> he like has to. He can't not admit that he is the boss. You could say that. Say that. Yeah. So and it Agreed. gets printed on his paper, and he always is wearing flashy shit. He's got like a fucking cigarette holder, like Nikki makes fun the of him about. The suits in this movie are inspirational, <laughs> right? Very inspirational. I mean, I I wish I could pull that off. You I don't can. Think, ah, thank you. We should do it. But like a dark red shirt with the not same color red suit, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, he pulled it off with that blue, with that blue suit. We, me and you were getting worried about him. Like, what? Was, those pants do not go with that shirt. Yeah, no, no, no. And then he, he, then he came back with the jacket. Yeah, yeah, jacket he match. had the jacket. Who are we to doubt him? <laughs> yeah, but so, so his Ace's suits reflect his need care. to be the man. He's got to be flashy. Yeah. He's got to show off. He also probably in the beginning, I was thinking he needs to date this girl who keeps ruining his life because she's the hottest chick in everybody's eyes. Like, and I was everybody, like, oh, shit. And she's popular. Everybody right. loves her. Yeah. Like, you know. Because she, she seduces everybody. So yeah. him being able to get the best looking chick, he's the boss of the casino, he's got the best suits, he's fucking has a cool ass cigarette holder that gets cooler every scene he's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be the man, but that event, that need to be the attention and be seen as important kind of ruins him. I think, yeah. yeah. Or I, almost I, ruins him, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I do see what you mean by that. I thought that, yes... I think that was like a need for attention, but I also think that was like just it, once you're out of the Vegas spotlight, I think it just makes it very easy for people to like take you out. Yeah. And so I think he knew that if he finally was out and they put him in the back, made him a slot manager. Yeah. You know, they can easily push him out after that. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're well, when you're on television, like trying to challenge like senators, governors, and you have like you know, celebrities coming on that are shooting the shit with you. Right. You kind of just, it's hard to take you out at that point. Newspapers are talking about you too much. I guess so. Yeah. There is that. But then also he is, even though he is on TV now, he still is running the casino. Mm -hmm. What was, what was his job before? What was his first job at his non-official, like his, or his official job that really, he was the boss of the casino, but what was his job? Um, I don't know. Cause he had to change it. They pretty much tell you, he was like, you can go from this to food and beverage director. You're asking what he was before the food and beverage director. Before, or before he came, he became the entertainment director. And then they said, you should have became the food and food, the food one, because that's more quiet. Remember the bosses were saying, Ace needs to take a quieter job because people are starting to recognize that he actually is running the thing without a license. Yeah. I don't remember. But it's because it wasn't a spotlighted job before that, I don't think. Maybe it was a floor manager or something. I can't remember. Whatever it was. Because there's pit boss and then there's, is it pit boss, floor manager? I don't know. But Ace's position yeah, back then, I don't boss, think it was, manager. I don't think it was like a badass position. Because him being the food and beverage guy would have just been a title. He still is running the casino. Yeah. So I think he, he, I thought he did do that. What? No, he didn't go food and beverage. He went entertainment. No, I think at one point, because like the whole thing is that as you're applying to get your license, you have to like keep switching job titles. They say that at the beginning. I think at one point he does say like, oh, I went to food and beverage director. Oh, but he's switching to hide the fact that he is running the casino yes. and without a license. Yes. So in order for him to get away with it, he's got to keep switching titles because yeah. they're going to catch on, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. Going back to the violence. Is the money worth the hammer to the to the fingers? 
How much money did they win? Do we remember? Remember when they said, you, you have an option. When he smashed that guy's fingers, he asked his partner, you can either keep the money and take the hammer or you can just walk out of here. Yeah, no, I told Scott, I was like, ah, I would have taken it. But in reality, I would have been, I, I could see myself being an idiot and being like, well, how bad is the hammer? <laughs> yeah. I just asking the mob boss, like, how hey. much, how much money would it take for you to take the hammer? I don't, I don't know. I mean, also, you don't, what, you're not sure if they're going to just give you the hammer. I doubt they really give you the money, but right. Um, they probably smash your smash your fingers, then maybe your face, and, and they say, "Get the out. fuck out of here, <laughs> yeah. you idiot, yeah. you dumbass." Yeah, probably. Um, I was just telling Scott the money that it looked like they were winning. It looks like if you get your hand broken, all that money's just going to the hospital, anyways. Is that my phone? Amber alert. All right, sorry. Back what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it looked like the money that they won. Is just paying for the hospital bills, anyways. Maybe so. Yeah, you might be right. Um, so I told Scott, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I guess it is probably smart to just walk out of there." Yeah, what a dumbass way to cheat, too. Like, why don't you just learn to count cards? You're he's a nerdy guy. I thought he was counting cards, but he just has some tap in his leg, a little Morse code. Oh, trouble. Hey, lady. <laughs> um. All right. So, how much money would it take for you to take the hammer? Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Get it to hammer smash. You go all right. Yeah, seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Think about hospital bills though. So you're probably netting what, like, fifty, twenty thousand dollars. Think it's twenty thousand dollars to fix a broken hand. Is that? I mean, with I guess no insurance, but I guess yeah. If you have insurance, that'll be fine. All right, seventy, sixty, thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Scott, how much is it to fix a broken hand? Let's just say ten thousand. There you go, ten grand. Oh wait, it ranges from a few hundred to over ten thousand. Yeah, 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 okay, thirty thousand. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting my hand broken. <laughs> so for twenty grand, so essentially twenty grand, ten thousand dollars. What you get? <laughs> what about you? What's your number? Um. I think I don't know. I don't know if I'm sixty grand right there, and I got I I, I want to sign some papers too. I want it's those guys. Be, this has to be legit. Yeah, you got you start negotiating. Okay, can we sign a waiver? Yeah, hey, sit down, Ace. I want to talk to you about <laughs> yeah. this actually. Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand dollars just right there no, on the spot. No, you said you said twenty. <laughs> I think a hundred thousand dollars. No, I said thirty. I don't, twenty. I twenty. I'm not a sellout. Thirty wouldn't last you that long. Like I could you make, probably, I could make thirty thousand last me a decent amount. Yeah, you could. But if you get the money and you're fucking chilling, if you get the money straight up, you're gonna go have a good time. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not like Sharon Stone. I'm gonna come right back. Invest I might, it. I no. <laughs> well, yeah. But the like, stock market. I'll tell you what. I don't need Vegas. I don't need all that gambling. I'm good. I'll take my thirty thousand dollars. I'll go get my hand fixed up, and then I'm going to go chill on the beach for like a week. <laughs> With that fucking... I don't need to gamble. Throbbing hand. No, I'll go get it, I'll go get it healed up. I'll chill out. Yeah, it's not like it's, your hand's gone forever. You just got a broken finger. Yeah. And I just... I don't have... You know, it's just me and my dog. And I have cheap rent. $30,000 in one night is not the worst thing in the world for me. And a broken hand? Pff, broken both my arms before. 
Have you really? Wow. Uh, basketball. Burger King Playground. At the same time? Like you had two broken wrists at the same time? No, no, no. I was five and 13. Mm, I broke a wrist. You got the scar? Nope. Oh, Just wow. so it was like a little buckle fracture. Oh, you got to get the scar. I was skimboarding. Yeah. As a... Would you do it again for $30,000? Break my arm? I don't remember. I was kind of... I was super young. I just remember it really hurting. So, okay, so... Because it lasts. Like, you're the pain lasts. What's, what's your hammer and the money prize? Like, what... what where do you stop? $30,000 in cash. You just get it right there. Yeah, but that's not that much money for a fucking broken hand. Can be. I would say probably when you're hitting six figures, now we're talking. Really? You wouldn't do it for 50? For in one night, you make 50,000 in one night? I just don't I don't know, dude. I mean, that's a lot of money. $50,000 in one night is a, that's a, but for a that's month, that's a salary just, for somebody. Yeah, 100%. Some people work a whole year to get that. And you're not getting taxed. But I'm, I'm talking like actually though. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. It's $50,000. Yeah, and you got to pay taxes on it after. <laughs> I don't know. Would you, how, Scott, what would be your number? My first thought was 100, but. 50,000 is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. More than 50. For me to actually get my hand broken, smashed by a hammer, and he didn't do one hit. That was like three hits. 50,000. I mean, I saw how brutal it was. I mean, no, no, no. You're getting your hand destroyed. Like, you're going to need surgery. It's going to be a little recovery. You're probably going to have arthritis when you're like 60, 70. Um, yeah, 50,000 in one night. <laughs> I... Maybe thirty. I got to see what thirty thousand looks like in cash. <laughs> you got to put it up, put it on the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. No, fifty thousand for sure. For sure, fifty thousand. Thirty thousand. Yeah. I'm gonna have to negotiate how bad my hand's getting broken. I'm glad we had this conversation. Me too. Fifty thousand and one. I start saving. Great. I start saving for our next YouTube video. Yeah. Greg gets his hand smashed for thirty thousand dollars. It's called Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast video. 30 grand, hand smashed. No, no, we got to make it 50. We'll edit this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. We'll, All right. we'll do some work. 50, uh, that's what I'm saying. 50 is my final number. 30 with negotiating. <laughs> 30, if you had it in cash right then and there, 30. Like 30,000, you get... 30,000, you get to hit my hand twice as hard as you can. 50,000, you got five hits. So 30,000, you, you get about two. 10 grand a hit for you? Yeah. <laughs> you can bring in Mr. Beast himself. Have him smash you your can, fingers. You can bring in the strongest man on the planet. Okay. All right. Well, now we're, now we're up in the price, actually, if that's the case. But, right. Yeah. Okay. $50,000, no doubt. Wow. No doubt. I think like once 50, 50 year we're we're talking. Once you get to fifty, we're talking. Yeah. Six figures is like okay, maybe. All right. You said a hundred grand. I didn't even have to, absolutely. I thought maybe you, you would have been up. Bofa. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So anyways, and your friend. <laughs> it's funny that friend got no money and his hand smashed. <laughs> yeah. But he was a cheater. Well, like I said, I don't think they're getting the money. 
I think he's just trying to see how scummy these guys are. 100%. Yeah. Scare him. Just get yeah. him scared. Yeah. Um, That's why De Niro's so badass, though. His attention to detail is fucking on the money. Every little detail. Like, it's kind of cool because that's what... That's really what people that run very successful places like that and very are like at the top of the game is like the blueberries and the muffins mm-hmm. have to be equal. And they were kind of pissed about it, but when you look at like the muffins, they were kind of shitty. They were. It was pretty Probably bad. Do you know how long it'll take? Do you know how many people are going to get pissed off? Do you know, you know how many old people that spend a lot of money are going to complain about the muffins? Let me tell you something. I felt that. I felt that just being bread, all bread. Being, being a morning server at a country club and dealing with a lot of old people that show up at six in the morning because eight o'clock is when it's too hot. Yeah, they complain about their oatmeal a lot, and I and they country complain, club oatmeal. Yeah, and they complain about. I mean, every day I had the same guy that would come in. He got oatmeal every morning, and he hated it every morning, but he still got it. But he still don't want him complaining about that. Because you never know. Maybe one day he's going to be like, holy shit, I've been telling y'all for six months straight now that this oatmeal sucks. And I've been coming to this club for like 20 years, 30, 40 years, and I want the respect I deserve. This oatmeal sucks. That's how it could go in a casino. It's like, this blueberry, high rollers. Yeah, this blueberry muffin, I've been telling y'all ever since I came in here 20 years ago, or I've been coming here for 20 years. I've been telling y'all for six months now that these blueberry muffins suck. And I love a good blueberry muffin. So it really fucks up my day when I get a bad one. And then they go to the next one. Boom. They got great blueberry muffins. Boom. Robert De Niro's like, wow, we just, there's go, there goes two million in like six months mm-hmm. just out the door. That's what he sees. Mm-hmm. That's how he's successful. That's how it goes. And they said it's based on a true story. And so. Or I guess, that, yeah, is that based on a true story? Yeah. Or, you know, roughly? Yeah, there was a journalist who wrote a book, and it's, like, based off of a real uh, casino. Yeah. So and how the casino pretty much, like, was started by the mob and ended. It's really cool to see how De Niro's character was able to increase the revenue double by the time he was there because he would, oh, the plane shut down. Oh, you know, it's too late. There's no flights to get the guy mm-hmm. to come back and gamble some more and yeah. lose. How he just like was so particular about everything, he was able just to craft it all to win. Because mm-hmm. again, he's the perfect gambler. He always won his sports bets because he only plays bets on games that he would win. Yeah, that he it was wasn't for sure. It wasn't gambling. It wasn't gambling. He knew the details of the court and said like what woods on the court, how windy was it for football games, like all the littlest things. That's probably what Vegas actually does too. I wonder. I wonder how many people saw have seen this movie and they're like, that's how I am too. <laughs> I only, yeah, like every sports gambler. Yeah, every degenerate is like, yeah, I'm you just too. like I'm just like Ace. Yeah, I only gamble on things I know for a fact are gonna win. Except you're broke. Yeah, like my old man always told me, people never tell you how much they lose. They only talk about what they win. Right. You're like, I just won fifteen thousand dollars. It's like, okay, how much did you spend yeah. <laughs> to get that fifteen thousand dollars? Well, think about it. You can win that fifteen thousand dollars in the two nights you might be in Vegas but what about like the rest of the six months you've been gambling on right. sports and yeah, yeah. you know going to Windstar or something like that that's what I'm always thinking of yeah I was in Vegas maybe it was the last time I was in Vegas for work we played with a professional gambler I didn't play but I was watching this professional gambler like he makes his money by gambling and he played Baccarat 
that's like the one that like a lot of like rich Asian dudes play baccarat. That's like that's all you see. It's just okay. like a bunch of just loaded I've, I've Asian never, dudes. Yeah, I've never seen that before. It's like tucked know. in like the corner, and it's because it has the most. I think it's the like easiest, the, not the easiest to win, but it's like the house has the most, like the smallest edge. Okay, I think is it maybe might might be even be fifty fifty. Is it is the game complicated? Like, have y'all ever tried it, to play? No, it? I understood how to play it when I was watching. I couldn't describe it to you right now, but okay. it's something about the way this guy would always win in baccarat is that he would go on runs. Because a lot of times the way the game goes, like it, it, you bet on like red or blue, not you. You play this game, but it's like red and blue on this screen to see what side won. Essentially, mm-hmm. might be the dealer and you. But a lot of times, like they'll be like red will win five times in a row, and then it'll go or it'll be like on back to back to back to back to back. There's always patterns. It seems like in this game that just happened with the way the cards fall. So his whole strategy was to play baccarat, see guess on the run where the runs were going, and every time he would lose. He would just bet double. So if I if okay. I bet five bucks, he he's doing high stakes. So he's betting hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars each time. But it gets to the point to where you're betting. So you do a hundred bucks, you lose. Okay, shit, I gotta do two hundred bucks. I lose again. Fuck. Now I gotta do four hundred bucks. Shit. Okay, now I gotta do eight hundred bucks. All the way up to where you're going like twenty thousand dollars to bet. Because if you go on a losing streak, that can be wiped away with your thirty thousand dollar bet if you just win. Cause since you double it up, now you just you're back at you're back you're square again. Got my heart racing right now. So you have to have a gigantic bankroll. It's like these guys that play it have a gigantic bankroll, hoping to just catch these runs and just bet double to to win it. Yeah. What you got, Scott? It's a forty five percent chance you win, forty five percent chance you lose. That's odd. What is it? What's it? Ten percent. I mean, those are divorced from each other. Oh. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, literally. Oh, oh, the other ten percent is you tie. Oh, you tie. Okay. Thank you. I was about to say. I guess I don't understand casino math. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just it's always interesting for me to watch a movie like this because like I'm just not the biggest gambler. Me neither. Like I, I always feel uncomfortable in a casino. I'll play. Nah, I mean I'll play Texas Hold'em with the boys every now and then. And yeah. Then I've been to the boats in Shreveport. Is that fun? I had a blast, except for the fact that I lost a lot of money playing blackjack. Yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable to sit down at a blackjack table because I don't know the game well enough, and I feel like I'd just be look, looking like an idiot, yeah. taking my time. Scott, what about you? I'm you, not very quick in my mental math either. You pretty good at gambling? You like it? I like it. The dealers will help you sometimes, like at blackjack. Yeah, the dealers like to help you a lot yeah. in, in blackjack. Because if you win, throw them, a little, yeah. throw them a little chip. Yeah. I like playing roulette. Yeah, but like if you ask a dealer like what are my odds here like they have to tell you like uh, and like if you ask like should I should I take it and they're like yes you should hit or no you should stay like they genuinely are telling you like yes like the odds are in your favor for you to do this so I mean they're not there like totally screwing you over but yes they are at the same time not like they are in this movie because he talks about it's kind of funny because he reminisces on what the old Vegas was of how he always won Mm-hmm. And how he would always make sure that everybody lost so that they got the money and the casino was successful. But and he's looking back on the new Vegas where it's just kind of like this looks like Disneyland, he calls it. And it's just mm-hmm. like we're just some twenty year old guys checking you into the thing. There's no comps, there's no like nobody knows each other anymore. But it's kinda of like, yeah, but that's better for everybody else. Like it's not <laughs> that sucks for you. Yeah. But if we if we went to Vegas back then, we were you're like on hundred percent losing your money. Because mm-hmm. you're just work working with the mob, like literally you're gambling with the mob's money against the mob. 
Yeah. I'd be kind of scared. What yeah. if you win a bunch of money? And they're like, hey, let's go to the back and talk about your winnings. I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, actually... If you could just take, give me 500, that'd be cool. Just, uh, you know what? Take it. I was just having fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to have fun. You know, just give me my money back and we're, we'll be square. It's yeah. all cool. It is, yeah. Because this movie takes place in 1983, I believe. And they even mention Al Capone. And I thought that was interesting because... Um, when I went to, well, actually, where we'll be going, uh, Hot Springs, yep. Arkansas, yeah, and more specifically, like the village, but like in downtown Hot Springs, that used to be a huge place. Like Hot Springs was the place where like all the mob went to go gamble. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of like bathhouses, yeah, and all that stuff. And so they're talking about. Al Capone in Vegas, and I just wonder like when Vegas actually started to get on the rise. You talked about it in the episode before. Well, it's because I I had the Al Capone shirt on. Missed opportunity for this episode. Yeah, damn, I did. I just got to wear that whenever we watch uh, any gangster movie. Yeah, any gangster movie. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. But it's just like how... So it's 1983 in this movie. So like when did... 73. In this movie? Yeah, that's when it starts. Really? Okay, so, but, like, when did Vegas really start to become popular? Like, I don't know. It was interesting in the the beginning talking about how it's, like, just this place in the desert, and at night it hides the desert from you, like, Mm -hmm. where it's actually at. It's so secluded and just kind of in the middle of nowhere. 50s and 60s. Okay, so it's it's new. You know, 20 years. By this point, yeah. I mean, you could, uh, Vegas is still pretty much new, like, at this point. Like, it's... I mean, it's new enough to where there's still crime, any new industry, mm-hmm. when it's unregulated. You know what I mean? There's a lot of criminals that run it because they can take advantage. Yeah. Like, I've just heard stories about um, just even, like, the the Los Angeles Lakers in the 70s. Like, a coach got his head blown off Jesus. in Vegas, like, by the mob. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it was still very rampant. Sports like, betting? He was betting? Uh, like- I think... <laughs> Can't, I can't exactly remember, like, what happened, but I think he, like, lost the mob some money because, like, the Lakers didn't win or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... So, I'm, I, is the movie pretty much saying that, like, the mob was starting to get shut out by the 80s? Yeah, it ends in 83. The, this, like, the setting of this movie? Um, actually, eighty six is when it ends. Yeah, okay, it's pretty crazy. As an old man with his big ass glasses, looking like Scorsese's mom. Yeah, hey, she's a she's fun in the movie. She she is. Fun. I like that he puts her in, and I don't think that he writes her lines. I think he. she I know. Just has I know. In Goodfellas, for sure. Yeah, that was all the whole thing with her and uh, Nikki in this movie. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Um, there's nothing written in that scene. Yeah. That is just him showing up, and then they talk about what? I think there's, like, a painting or something that she ends up, like, pointing to and, like, telling him all about it. Or Yeah, there's they're just bullshitting. But it's so genuine because it literally is genuine. Yeah. No, and she, in this movie, it's funny because she's got this guy complaining about his brother-in-law who's, like got this jewelry business and he's getting shut out or the casino or whatever and he's dropping a lot of F-bombs. Yeah. Like they do throughout yep. the whole movie. Yep. And then you've got Mama Scorsese just saying like, 
you never talk like this. What, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing talking like yeah. that? And then he, he even says, he's like, you know, and they got this freaking, you know, all this. And then yeah, she yeah, looks I, at I freaking, him. I'm going to freaking bash his head in. And yeah. he said something like that. And she looks at him and he's like, what? I said freaking. She said, that's still awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just funny because I think that really like helps. Like if you were acting in that scene and you've got somebody being like, what are you doing talking like that? Like it kind of helps you snap you back into character. Yeah, like yeah. Like you're not thinking about your lines anymore. You're thinking about who your character is, like yeah. the scene, like, and you're having more fun with it. And and Scorsese and his mother grew up in that area where the mob yeah. was. Like Scorsese grew up around, that's why he has so many gangster movies because he grew up around that, but his mom sheltered him from it all, I think he said. Like yeah. his mom didn't let him hang out with anybody. Like obviously, you know, he didn't become a gangster. But he saw it, and he saw the lifestyle, and saw the people. Mm -hmm. So his mom can relate. You know, she can like put herself in that environment, she's, like she is a mom. Yeah, she's talked to some guys like that. Probably, of time. yeah, hundred percent. She's probably telling like, "Hey, don't talk like that in front of my son." You know? Yeah, she's a nice touch. I know what Scorsese likes to do improv. He enjoys letting the, letting the actors take the character in their own hands. Absolutely, and, and kind of letting them run with it in some scenes. Yeah. So you know, letting the characters run, and then just telling his mom, "Come in here and sit down. You're this person's mother." She's like, okay. And then yeah. she's just cool with it. She's helping out. She's helping her little boy, Marty, in, the, in his movie. Yeah. It's just cool to see. Yeah, well, and then, you know, I I think I was telling y'all both, like, I think it's kind of genuine reactions. Because she's 100%. like. Because there's that one facial she, expression she gives whenever it like, cuts to her face when he says, like, in this fucking, that's it. She's like, oh. Like disgusted. Yeah, it. just uh, God, I'm so, I'm so disappointed in my son. Because <laughs> I know this. he wrote every single line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good, too. Yeah. The acting is pretty awesome. Squirt, I mean, De Niro, you can't deny. Fucking legend. Legend. Joe so, Pesci, it's kind of funny in these mob movies because, of course, we know that women are attracted to power. But Joe Pesci <laughs> is powerful. But he's not a looker in any sense of the imagination. He's shorter than every girl he's on screen <laughs> with. Yeah. It's incredible. And, like, not, not even barely. Like, these girls are towering over him. But he's... But he's towering over them with the power. Yeah, he'd fucking kill you. I mean, the first scene with him when he stabs that dude in the neck for just talking shit about the guy with the pen. Yeah. Or talking shit to Ace. Uh, when Ace asked him about the he pen. He says, you could take that pen and you could shove it up your ass. And it kills him. Like, fucking kills him over it. Yeah. Right to the neck. Joe Pesci always plays that fucking crazy ass. He's the same in Goodfellas. He says it twice in this movie. He's like, the problem is, I'm stupid. I don't care about going to jail. <laughs> yeah. He says that twice. Yeah. Like at very pinnacle moments where it's like, yo, like, you know, is he not worried about getting arrested? And he just says, no, I'm not. And that's why I'm not afraid to fucking kill you. That's that's what everybody's safety net is. It's like, okay, that guy's not going to do that. He's not going to go to jail. But if yeah. he goes, I don't give a fuck about going to jail. Yeah. Like, oh. He says, that's just part of the game. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, he's like, yeah, I will show up to the bank and beat the shit out of you. Damn near to death in front of God and everybody. Yeah. If I don't get my money. He was like, and, and then I'm after I get out of jail, about the same time you're getting out of your coma. Yeah. And I'm going to come back and beat the fucking shit out of <laughs> you again. Oof. Brutal. But yeah. it's just funny seeing Joe Pesci get all these women when you know he done got the looks for all these chicks. But of course, that's why they became mobsters. He was like, this is my only shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, like, Obviously, what's her name? Um, Ginger. Ginger. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Obviously, Ginger's doing it just to connive her way 
She's just scheming. Yeah, she's just scheming. Everything she does is just a scheme. Just like the Joker. She, she's a schemer. She's just trying to get her things. All she wants is things. She, yeah, she looks at him like after all the shit that she's put him through. She's like, so how am I going to get my money? And he just looks at her like, oh my God, you're. I, I totally forgot that. Yeah. I mean, that is like the worst character ever because... Ties her daughter up to the bed. When you start like fucking with like your daughter in the movie, it's just like there's no saving your character. Like you are yeah. fucking, you're a piece well, of shit. And it will get my blood boiling when she shows up to the house and is like slamming into his car like five times and the cops show up and they're still like, hey, you know, like she's got to be allowed in the house, like all this. It's like, no, look at my daughter's wrist. They're still tied up. She'll tell you that mom did this. Like cops. Put her in the back of the car. Yeah. As if the smash car didn't tell you enough. Can't you tell that she's intoxicated? She doesn't need to be behind the wheel. Again, going back to what I was saying about her character, the house always wins. The house always wins. So the cops are giving her... It'd be a lot easier if you just let her... Just let her get get their stuff. Steal... And ah, De Niro's so trusting for fucking no reason with her. That's what's frustrating. Why doesn't why he just keep those keys on him at all times? Why would you not watch her go inside to where she's... You know she knows where the keys are. You yeah. know she just wants the money. She's been begging for her jewelry and the money this whole time. Mm-hmm. How much money did he put in there? He put $2 million, or was it a million it's of jewelry a, and $2 million, million of cash? Yeah, I think it's a million in jewelry, $2 million in cash. Yep. And she <laughs> she lost it all in months. A couple of months? Yeah. $2 million? What are you buying? How I do you think, spend $2 million I think she, in a couple uh, months? I think she was entitled to half of it. But so she I took think, it. But, yes. but so I think she got a million dollars. No, but she didn't give him the other half. She took the two. Did she take all two? Because they okay, you know, because they're not divorced yet, so they both own okay one hundred percent of that money. Okay, and they divorced, and it's fifty fifty. But okay, you know, they both own that money together, so she can just take it off if she wanted. But she spent it all on um, doing drugs and not working. Yeah, but do you think you can? You think you can spend two million dollars in a couple months of just drugs? Because she was hanging out with a lot of, like, she, I think he said she got involved in like a motorcycle gang. So oh, she buying them motorcycles. She's fucking. They're probably saying like, if you give us the money, we can make a lot more money with this. Like, you know? yeah. Because like, think about if you spend like a million dollars is a lot of money. I couldn't do It'd it. It'd be so hard to spend that amount. Like, if you I couldn't do it. If you spent ten thousand dollars a day, maybe I could do it. <laughs> if you spent ten grand a day for thirty days, that's three hundred thousand dollars. You still have seven hundred thousand dollars left of a million dollars. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I guess maybe you're going to Gucci, going to Louis Vuitton, buying the whole store. Then you could probably hit your hit your two million bricks of cocaine. That's what. How get much is you. a brick of cocaine? Look this up. How much be, would that be? be very careful. Yeah, don't get my don't get my uh don't put me on a list. They're on to us. Doom 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 doom. What, the? what website are you on? They don't want us to know. <laughs> okay, so it says <laughs> a gram of cocaine is sixty to two hundred per gram. Okay. <laughs> two hundred ounce is Eleven hundred to eighteen hundred. All right. A kilo might be what is that a brick? Is a kilo a brick? Thirteen thousand to twenty six thousand. Thirteen grand if you yeah, but no way could you do that much cocaine. 
a brick. You would overdose, right? She did. She did overdose. <laughs> that was frustrating that she overdosed. Yeah, you wanted like I want to see somebody whack her ass. You wanted Ace to like kind of get his revenge. But you know, Ace wouldn't do it. Ace is too kind. You're right. I I did want Nikki to do it. It's, I guess maybe that's where this movie gets me all messed up. Like I, you start wanting to see people get whacked. And it's like no. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I'm a good guy. No, not her, though. Yeah. She's very justifiably should be dead. When she ties the girl up, that's when I'm like, all right, come on. And she's, no, no, no. What really got me, tying up is pretty fucking terrible. Like, that's definitely the worst thing she did. But when she's doing the lines of cocaine with her daughter sitting right next to you, as close as you are to me, saying, don't do this. Don't do this. Like, this is bad. Like, okay, then stop. What? Yep. Yep. That that pissed me off. I wonder what her tie is. Was there, did you notice anything? Scott or Gray about like their tie to her ex. Like oh, why was she so attracted to this Just person? because he pretty much like, uh, there's got to be a word for this in like the psychology yeah. world. Right. But he has pretty much been pimping her out since she was 14. And so he probably like. It's like daddy issues. It's daddy issues. Yeah. That's all it is. Grooming. Grooming. Maybe. Yeah. But I think but that, grooming is whenever you try to get a when you start talking to like a younger girl until she turns eighteen, right? So I th- I mean it's pretty much that way. Like he yeah. he got to her and made her fall in love with him like when she was going through like the fourteen year old awkward braces phase. You're right. And so in her mind, probably forever, obviously, she's thinking like he loved me when I wasn't beautiful. Mm-hmm. But really, he was just betting on her. Yeah. It's also interesting, too, because you know she's so corrupt in her brain. And she's always been scheming, always been stealing, has never been a good person. So whenever Ace finally gives her a good life, he marries her, gives her everything she wants. He, you know, gives her a daughter, even though she doesn't give a fuck about her daughter. He kind of, he's being good to her. It's like she can't handle somebody being good to her. She just fucking crumbles and has to get... I hate you so much. It's like, what the fuck did Ace do to you? No, he gave you everything you she's wanted? She's still always going to bust down, Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking snuck that one in there. It's just disgusting. <laughs> but her, she's so corrupted that she can't allow herself to yeah, have a good life. She, oh, God. Like, it's so annoying that she, like, comes back to Ace after she, like, pretty much almost goes through with kidnapping her own daughter with the with her pimp. Yep. And then she comes back there. She's like, well, at least I didn't kidnap her. I could have done that. And he looks at her. He's like, you think this is a fucking favor to me? You think not going through with kidnapping my daughter like was like a courtesy? It's just so and It's just so funny. But like she spins it that way. So much manipulation. Yeah. Always she turns for, it against She him. asked for 25 grand. He's like, oh, what do you need it for? She's like, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to fight with you. He's like, okay. I mean, I mean, just, you know, it's 25 grand. Like. What's it for? Like, are you going on vacation? Yeah. Do you need it for suits? Like, you know, she could have. I, she could have said, "I'm getting a, a gift for you." She could have said that. Well, then, but then she's got to get him a gift, I guess. It's just dumb. Like, or not? She'll figure out a way to lie. She doesn't give a shit. She'll lie up right until she has to tell the truth, or until he catches her. She'll spin it some way. She's smart enough. Just you know, go on the vacation. He just said he was like, if you need it for like a dress or something, like. It's not a problem. Just mm-hmm. what's it for? But then she's got to show up in a dress. And then, as we all know, Ace is going to ask, like, oh, where'd you get it? Okay. And then he's going to make some calls and find out, like, how much does that dress go for? Ten grand. Oh, so what'd you do with the other 15? Mm-hmm. 
you know. So I I guess she does kind of understand that. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, the the Jewish community catch took a lot some hits of in this yeah, one. they took some hits in this one. Kanye West loves this movie. Yeah. Tell you what, if this <laughs> if this movie was available on Apple Music, they take it. They're, they're shutting it down. Did it? Did was it like an official statement that, that Apple Music took down Kanye's album, or you just saw that personally? I saw like a statement that they took it down. Now it's back up. So that's so crazy. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of negative t- negative. Well, it, is Scorsese Jewish? Uh, I don't know. He's obviously Italian, right? Yeah. So I doubt it. Um, he's probably very Catholic, actually. You're right. Yep. That's probably um Catholic. Yeah. So I just assume. Just off of watching The Sopranos, you know, because there's definitely a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of actors in this that are in The Sopranos. It's kind of like paying homage to yeah. Uh, well, Scorsese. Th- th- those are just, he, he worked with the same kind of Italian mob actors, right? right? And so The Sopranos, like, you may as well go get those guys, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, because they know the lifestyle, they know the lingo, like all this, and, you know, quite frankly, Italians, the mobsters that love ripping people off probably don't like your stereotypical Jewish fella mm-hmm. who is counting his pennies. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest. Like Ace, he's going to ask a lot of questions. Like if you say like, oh, I spent money on this, he's going to like get it down to the very last dollar and be like, well, no, you still had like $800 left like based on what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. So what'd you spend it on? Yeah, and Ace is loaded. And he's loaded, but he... So he knows his money. Yeah, so, but... They, uh, yeah, you heard a couple K words in there in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, a couple N words with that. Yeah, I mean, nobody's, in there. nobody's safe. Nobody's safe in a Scorsese. I mean, if you want a realistic mob movie, I, I think, I think this is how they talk. If I were a guessing man, hundred percent. There is that. <laughs> that is that is true. That's how they would talk. Hundred percent. Like you can't be offended because it's just like. I think this is just how these guys are, and they're not, he's not trying to show these people in, in a good light. He's in not. Any means. You gotta remember that he's not like trying to show off the mob lifestyle. He's trying to show you how bad it is. You think about yeah. Goodfellas. You think about this movie. It all comes down in flames. Always. It always starts off so strong where it's cool as shit, and you're loving it, and it's badass. And you might make it ten years of just partying and partying and partying, but you know what? Eventually, you're gonna start abusing. All the things that yep. you know you probably had control of for like years. You always want like, more. Yeah, like the alcohol, like the cocaine, like like always, the stealing when they were all skimming off the top of the casino. Always gonna get more, even though you steal. They're gonna want to steal a little bit more. Yeah, like, damn, I've been taking like two hundred every month for five years, and nobody's bad at eye. I bet I could take three hundred. Oh, I bet I could take 600. I mean, shit. They're making so much money all the time. How is this going to affect it? That's how it goes. You ever watch that show Ozarks? Or Ozark, I mean? I I never finished it. I didn't finish the last season either. Because it took a while. I need to finish it. That's what they did. The casino was the best way for them to hide their money. Mm -hmm. Scam off the top. uh, Not scam off the top, but add some to the buckets. And I bet somebody got greedy. Yep. Well, yeah. I think Ruth. I don't remember. It sounds like Ruth, probably. But anyways, uh, Casino, it's a good movie. Even though, I mean, it's it's great long. Movie. It's a great movie. Like it I said, eight three hours. That's one thing I'd say. I don't think really think it needs to be three hours. How so? I don't know what you cut out. I don't either. I'm just saying, three hours is a long time. 2.30 should be like max. 
unless you're doing something insane. Like if you're doing like a, this has got to be really fucking good. It'd be three hours. And this is a really good movie. I thought it was and really honestly, good. I, I'm, like I said, I don't think it dragged at all. Yeah. It's just three hours. Like that's, every, if I want to watch this movie again, I got to commit. To me, it didn't feel like three hours because I was enjoying it. So I, like, I'll give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Like there was never, even when you like paused yeah, it we and we saw it. like we weren't even halfway over <laughs> yeah. done, I was like kind of excited. I was like, oh, that's kind of sick. Like I yeah. was pretty happy that like we had a decent amount more. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, um, I, I, I might have been it. a little low on my score now that I think about it. 8.2 is pretty high. That's a high score, but I think it's... it's you can't go back and change it. I'm not going to. You know, we we have to be people that stand by our words, yes. by our scores. So, 8.2. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock it in. Let it be said. Hypothetically, let it be if done. I could change my score, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go like 8.6. No, nah, 8.2. You heard it here first. But hypothetically. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, because, again, like, I felt, honestly, before watching it, I was a little tired. Didn't get good sleep last night, honestly. And so, I was pretty tired today. But that canes didn't help. Why? I don't know. Whenever I eat and I'm just sitting down and watching a movie, food tends to go. Oh. No, no, but what I was saying is I was tired today at the start of this movie, but my energy picked up throughout it. Like, I wasn't tired at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's Vegas for you. Vegas, baby. They're good at keeping you up, even through the screen. True. Energy. There's that energy in Vegas. When was the last time you've been in Vegas? Never been to Vegas. Oh, you were gonna go. Yeah. RIP to that plan. For the better. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> Not just COVID. <laughs> Weren't you going for your ex job? Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't gonna have any fun You're found right. that out. Yeah. Fuck. Um... Yeah, Vegas. I've only been to Vegas for work. Yeah. I've had a little bit of fun at night, though. Sneak out, cut that's, loose. That's cool. Yeah. Um, All right, final words, Mr. Pittman. I'd be down to go to Vegas soon. Also, this movie was really good. <laughs> Beautifully said. <laughs> I think that's all I got. I think that's it, yeah. Oh, Print that out. <laughs> well, <laughs> final words. I think I want to go to Vegas soon, and yeah, this is a good movie. <laughs> Scott, do you have yeah. any final words, any final points about this movie? Um, yeah, I think my favorite part was um, when he's like introducing all the types of people that win money, mm. um, like the, the businessmen and the, the scammers and all that. Yeah. And also I love the beauty shots in the casino. Um, like yeah. the close-ups of the dice of the tables and stuff. What do you think about the like the blown out highlights on the edge of stuff, like the like the on the tables and stuff? There'd be bright lights. Yeah, that's like a really harsh backlight, um, which this uh, director of photography does a lot. He does a lot of um, uh, Tarantino movies. Mm. Who is and, it? Uh, what is it? It's down here. Robert something. I don't know my memory. Um. But I do love I do love the harsh backlight look. I might be reaching here, but I was thinking about it. Like, why would they choose to do that? Why would they have this like super intense light on the tables and the backlights? And I was thinking, I might be reaching on this, but it could signal that the light that's coming in is so bright is because think about it, like how a camera works when you when you dim your in order to have that bright light, but their faces are lit okay, 
they're like in the dark. They're like doing shady shit. They're criminals. So the light coming in is so fucking bright and overexposed because they're in such a dark place mm-hmm. doing the shady shit. Because it's always like when they're talking about business, when the mob guys are talking, there's that fucking bright ass light coming down on the table. So it might represent how, and it's kind of signify they're in a very dark area. They're in this dark world doing criminal shit. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, kind of to go off of that, I mean, I feel like most Vegas movies you see now, it's bright. You know, so yeah. this is like just a very contrasting, I mean, this is a different world compared to what Vegas is now. I mean, so yeah, I don't think that's a reach. Yeah, uh, it's Robert Richardson, and that's kind of his like, that hard spotlight going on the table yeah it's like his he invented that as a way to light the face oh yeah instead of having like lights around here oh he invented that yeah it's his like signature thing that's pretty cool remember that from film school really (laughs) from my one year i was there two years there you go i didn't even learn that in film school that's one of the lighting techniques maybe i don't know maybe it was just a film course or something like a youtube film course or something like that but i remember that that was like a thing of like lighting the table to light their face yeah but yeah Casino great movie my rating is a little low no 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 8-2 is good but it was a great movie very very enjoyable really like the characters the feelings you get of annoyance from the female characters you know well made Scorsese does a great job Who did he write this? well it's based off of that book He's very. He does a lot of li- uh, a lot of uh, book adaptations mm-hmm. and true stories. It's called Casino: Love and Horror in Las Vegas. Mm. But what about the script? Let me look. Sharon Stone, you can play a mean woman. What is she in Basic Instinct? She's the really mean woman. She's the author. And I don't think if we, you said we watched it together. I don't think we did. Maybe I thought did. I thought we did. Maybe we did. Yeah, she does the infamous infamous. Uh, Spreading the leg scene. Yeah. While being airing out the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> In other words. <laughs> uh, Scorsese did not write it, write the screenplay. Okay. He's done some more stuff with Scorsese too. Because he always, Scorsese won't write them all, but he is involved in some of the screenwriting on some movies. But. Yeah, it's Scorsese classic. If you had to rank it before we get off this, if you had to rank it with what you've seen so far in Scorsese, where would it rank in your list? Ooh. What we've seen on this podcast or just... Just in general. Scorsese? What you've seen in Scorsese's in general. I guess maybe maybe it'd be better to say, what ones have you seen that you think is better than Casino? Oh, I think... I mean, I think The Departed is his best one. Yeah. Um, and then Goodfellas is number two. Um, I did like this more than Killers of the Flower, of the Flower Moon. Yeah, this might be number three for me too. This could be number three. I would say Departed, Goodfellas is above it, but it's close. Goodfellas is is great. Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island, right? Oh, he did do Shutter Island. Yeah, he has some fucking great movies. Um, yeah, okay, I'll put this at uh, put this top five. Yeah, I'll put it at five. Five? Yeah. And you put Wolf of Wall Street above it? Yeah. Shutter Island above it? Yeah. Yeah, we got we got some more Scorsese movies to watch, dude. You got some he's got a list. Yeah. Damn. Alright. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. 
uh, and we'll catch you next week. We are out. Seems all I do is drive